Hello and welcome to another episode of I Have No Hobbies, the podcast for people who, well, have no hobbies. My name is Karenna, and today on episode number two, we're going to be talking about how I tried to make wire-wrapped jewelry. I don't personally wear a lot of jewelry, but I do like wearing some minimal pieces when I go out. You know, maybe a little necklace, a very small ring, some earrings, that sort of deal. And when I think of jewelry, I think about those fancy stores in the mall. Or or how back in high school, I once did a jewelry making class in, in metal shop. And I remember us casting silver into molds and then using these large machines to, to buff and shine our little pieces of jewelry. But the great thing about wire-wrapped jewelry is that you don't need a ton of equipment or some kind of huge workstation or, or big forge to make all these wonderful pieces. In fact, everything I needed, I just picked up at a local craft uh, chain store, which is called Michael's. You may know of it. I picked up a set of uh, three jewelry pliers, one round nose, one needle nose, and one being a wire cutter, um, as well as I wanted to make rings and earrings. So I had ordered a ring mandrel, which is one of those long, um, sometimes wood or metal uh, rods that kind of taper in and they have ring sizes on them. And I also ordered some earring findings, uh, like little hooks that you would put wire wrapped beads onto so you could wear them as little dangly earrings. And then as well, I bought some very nice looking beads. Now I took the weekend to try making some earrings and some rings and I actually had quite a bit of fun doing it. I did take about two hours each day to sort of practice my way through it. And it did take me quite a few tries to get things looking decent, you know. At the start, I carefully followed some YouTube tutorials, which I will share a little bit later in the episode. But I found myself in some instances maybe over crimping or bending wire the wrong way and then bending it back so it didn't look ideal. And even when wire wrapping beads, to make earrings, I had a hard time getting two pieces to match because uh, my wire wrapping wasn't on point. But after a while, I did find a really good rhythm and uh, I started to get into it quite a bit. And, and the cat even really enjoyed what I was doing too. She was quite interested. She was sitting there watching me make my pieces, sniffing the beads and the wire and very just interested in what I was doing. So it was a it was a bit of a hobby for both of us. Now I gave some of my initial creations as gifts and people said they liked them whether they were being nice to me or not. Um, but one thing I really liked about this was that I have very sensitive ears and sensitive skin and so I was really happy that I was able to find things like earring findings and sterling silver so that these were pieces I would be able to enjoy as well. But overall, I've always been a bit on the crafty side of things. I do enjoy making things myself and DIYs. And so I really enjoyed this hobby quite a bit. And I think this is something I'll continue to do because not only did I really enjoy it, but I like the idea of putting a bit of time and effort into something that I can give as gifts, be it a couple birthday gifts throughout the year or some Christmas gifts, um, and even some nice little pieces that I can make for myself for when I go out and such. So let's go ahead and take this hobby through our CATS system. And let's start with C, C being cost. There is a startup cost associated with this hobby. 
you'll need the tools to create the pieces, whether you're making earrings or rings or necklaces, even bracelets. I needed that set of three pliers from Michael's, uh, which is a craft chain store, and that ran me about $16.99 Canadian. But the thing I like about Michael's is that uh, every week they usually will have a coupon for 30 40 or 50% off a regular item. So I was able to use that and keep the cost down. But I do want to say, you know, especially during this current uh, time with the pandemic, if you have the opportunity and you do have the means to be able to purchase from a local store, um, of course, buying local is fantastic and something to do to support your community. So not only did I buy these pliers, but I did also buy a ring mandrel, which ran me about $15. And I did buy some earring findings, which I mentioned, I purchased a, uh, a sterling silver version. So I received six hooks uh, to make three sets of earrings, and that was about $6.99. So if you're not somebody with sensitive ears, you can go ahead and you can buy uh, brass hooks or stainless steel hooks, which may also be um, more affordable to work with. And then lastly, I bought some beads. I bought some really nice stone beads. I believe they were like different colored jasper beads. Um, but also one thing I noticed was I had a broken necklace that had beads on it and I actually reused those as well. So that's kind of a neat thing because at least then you're reusing something that may have not cost you money, but also something that you can give a second life to. Next is A for accessibility, and that's always a two-pronged question, but the first part being, are these items you can easily access? And I'd say yes, I purchased all of my items from a craft chain store, which being in a big city is very easy for me to find. I think if you live in a smaller town, you may need to use like a local store, or you may need to order items online uh, in order to get all the supplies you need but otherwise easy to get them, as well as the resources to learn. I did all of this off of YouTube. So as long as you've got a device and some Wi-Fi to do so, very easy and accessible to find all of this information. And then the second part with accessibility is thinking of people with disabilities and how they're able to take part in this hobby. And I unfortunately couldn't find a lot of resources on this. What I can tell you is that this hobby did require quite a bit of handwork, as well as I had to put my glasses on. Uh, for some instances, when I was working with a very fine gauged wire for earrings. So I needed a little bit of extra help there. I did read up on a couple things though. Number one being a gentleman named Tom Herman. And Tom Herman is the founder of Seven Fingers Jewelry, which is named after his own handprint, um, to which his site says he had lost three fingers as a child in Minnesota due to a farming accident. And over the last 30 years, he has really become a master jeweler, which is fantastic to read about him and see the, the beautiful pieces of jewelry that Tom makes. I also found an article written online by Nancy Hatcher, and the article is titled Tips for Teaching Jewelry Making to Developmentally Disabled Adults. So I will also link to that in the show notes. And just as a last thought, if you plan on making some jewelry for some loved ones, some friends, some family, and maybe they have arthritis, rather than making bracelets and necklaces with clasps, you can actually do them with magnetic jewelry attachment clasps, um, and those will be much easier for people to put on and take off. 
Jumping into the next letter of the CATS system, we've got T for time. So as I mentioned, I did need a bit of time to get the hang of it. I did create pieces while watching YouTube tutorials. And I did say, you know, it took me about the whole weekend, so maybe about two or so-ish hours a day, um, to really kind of get the hang of it. So it didn't take me a long time to to get the base knowledge down. And then once I was able to do that, I probably made a ring or a pair of earrings, maybe one per every five minutes or 10 minutes, depending on how careful I was being, or even how elaborate the design was. Then the next uh, letter is S, and that's for space. And I didn't need very much space at all. I sat on my couch with all my things sprawled out on my small coffee table, which <laughs> was not ideal for my back. I definitely felt it after. Uh, so would recommend doing it at a table or desk. Um, but I didn't need a lot of space. And I was able to keep all my supplies in a small uh, Rubbermaid sort of plastic bin, which I just kept in a closet. And the last S, well, that's for skill. And like I had already mentioned, it did take me quite a few tries to get pieces that looked decent, as I'd say, especially having earrings look symmetrical. Um, but I did watch some really great YouTube videos. None of them took particularly long, but there was an element of practice. I did have to practice quite a few times to get the hang of it, especially to kind of build up the muscle memory and to kind of memorize which ways I needed to to turn the pliers and this and that and which curve to make. So a little bit of skill goes into it, but again, nothing too wild. You don't need some fancy, fancy jewelry training. Um, definitely something that you can easily tackle in a weekend. Now let's get into the YouTube videos that I learned with. The first being a very cute sailor knot style ring, which I learned from Lon on Handmade. Now Lon has so many videos on wire wrapping, just everything you could possibly imagine from earrings to bracelets to pendants to rings just a ton of videos showing some great skill and they were very easy to follow. So I highly recommend Lan's videos. I will post a link to the video I specifically mentioned, but also to their channel in my show notes. And then another video I used on creating rings was from a YouTube account called The Hop at Dartmouth. And they showed how to create a wire wrapped ring with a bead on a ring mandrel. And I found that very helpful. And their video was only two minutes and maybe 50 seconds long. So that is a really quick tutorial, very easy to pause and follow along. And then for earrings, I did one on how to wire wrap a bead dangle. And that was by Jewelry Tutorial HQ. Again, that was only three minutes. Very easy to follow and pause as you go. And lastly, for earrings, I also followed another one that was called How to Wire Wrap a Briolette. And that was by Bobbles and Beads. So again, I will link all of these in the show notes for this episode. So that's our episode. Thank you for joining me on learning how to make wire wrap jewelry. As I mentioned, all my links and some of the pictures of what I made will be on my show notes, which is on my Wix site. And the easiest way to find that is by following me or visiting me on Twitter at IHNH, that stands for I Have No Hobbies, at IHNH Podcast. So have a wonderful week, stay busy, and I will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.